Jesus' life on earth was unique. First of all, he was God's son. And the scriptures say that he was one with God and with the Spirit. So we know that Jesus was fully God. He was divine, but he also was fully human. And this is a big deal for us in our relationship with God. Welcome to the New Community Church Podcast. Jesus lived a human life here on earth. From his birth to his death, he experienced what we experience as humans. Our emotions, our thoughts, those things that we wrestle with, he knows what it's like. He's experienced it himself. So don't think that those thoughts or those feelings are too small or insignificant for God. This is the second week of our series, Jesus, the life of Christ on earth. Let's jump in. online this morning and even if it's a little later in the day thanks for joining us online and watching um, and being a part of this service I'm Caleb Bagby I'm the creative pastor here at NCC and we are continuing our series Jesus the life of Christ on earth and uh, we'll just jump right into it so go ahead and open up your Bible pull out something you can take notes on um, and write down as the Lord speaks to you this morning um, that you can record those moments and this series um, is unique because in the Bible, when you read about Jesus and read through his life, he's got so many things that he teaches us and he challenges us with. And um, we're, we're actually not focusing so much on the teachings of Jesus as we are really on the life of Jesus, the way that he lived, the way that he carried himself and responded to people, the way he interacted with God. And so that's what we're really focusing on in this series is the life of Jesus and how we can live like him. So we're going to dig into his life. Um, and this is the whole reason that Jesus came to the earth is that he came to show us a new way to live and that we would live like him. And so we're really going to focus on that. And when we look at our life as Christ followers, that's what we want to do. We want to pattern our life after the life of Jesus. That as Christ followers, we pattern our life after the life of Jesus. He is that example for us. And if when we're reading about his life, a lot of us would say like, man, I want a life like Jesus had. Like he did miraculous things. He touched people's lives. He left like a legacy here on earth. He changed the world around him. I want a life like that. A lot of us would say that, but we have to remember this. If you want to experience the life of Jesus, you have to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. So if you want to experience the life of Jesus, the things that he saw that he was a part of, we have to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. So day-to-day, interacting with people the way that he did, responding the way that he did. So we have to adopt that lifestyle. And that's what we're, we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. And you can even think about it like this. Jesus, if you were me, if you were a young married man, or if you were a business owner, or if you were a mom, or if you were a student, Jesus, if you were me, how would you live this life? How would you live? Jesus, if you were me in the middle of this outbreak, in the middle of this craziness around me, when people are afraid and worried, how would you live? How would you respond? Because that's how I want to live. That's how I want to respond. But this can actually be pretty hard to think like this because it's almost not even fair. Like Jesus, if he was me, he would do everything perfectly. Like he, he, he wouldn't have the same struggles or the same emotions or feelings that I'm having, like how would he even know what I'm really wrestling with? Because as humans, we make bad decisions and 
even when we're really trying, we're trying hard to do the right thing, to respond in a way that's loving. Sometimes we just miss the mark. And we're trying really hard, but we just can't seem to help it sometimes and make bad decisions. So if Jesus was me, he wouldn't be making those decisions. So how is this even like comparable? I totally understand that. We feel like Jesus doesn't get it. But I really believe that Jesus understands and he gets that a lot more than we give him credit for. A lot more than we might realize. And so we're going to be digging into his life. And when you look at the life of Jesus, you recognize one thing really quickly. You recognize that Jesus was divine. Jesus was fully God. It says that he was God's son in the scriptures. It says that he was one with the Father and with the Spirit. And that Mary was only pregnant because of the Holy Spirit. And an angel came to tell her about it. Like there is a unique relationship between Jesus and God the Father. You can see that right off the bat. And Jesus was divine, but he was also fully human. You need to write that down. It's like really our focus today. Jesus was fully human. And this is significant to us as humans because it has a lot of big implications for our relationship with God and how the Lord interacts with us. That Jesus was fully human. And so I want to look at a few key moments of his life and see how the scriptures support this and are telling us that Jesus was fully human. When you go to the very beginning, Jesus was born. He was born to the, to the world the same way that you and I are. Um, and Luke 2 is an account of this, of his birth and the events surrounding that. And in verse 11 of Luke chapter 2, an angel is speaking to the shepherds. And this is what he says. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. He says, a savior, the Messiah, the Lord. He says, he's been born to you. And says that you'll find him like this as a baby wrapped in cloths. And so right off the bat, Jesus was born into the world as we are, as a human, even as the Messiah and as Lord. And this chapter continues and talks about Jesus as a baby, talks about him as a young boy. As we already see Jesus living a human life as a, at a young age from being born and growing up, going through um, those young ages. And then going on throughout his life, we see as Jesus' public ministry is beginning, he's baptized, and then it says that he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And in Matthew chapter 4, you can read about this whole account. And it says in the first couple verses that after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, it says that Jesus was very hungry. If you're at home, raise your hand if you've ever been very hungry. All of us. Like, we've had experiences to be very hungry. That's very human of us. That we have to eat regularly throughout the day to sustain life. And Jesus, being a human, after not eating for 40 days and 40 nights, imagine how hungry he is. It says he was very hungry. So this is a very human aspect of Jesus. And it says the devil came to tempt him. And there are these specific moments, interactions with the devil here in this chapter where Jesus has to make a decision. He has to make a decision on how he's going to respond in moments of trial and moments of temptation. How many of us at home can raise your hand and say we've been in moments of trial and temptation? Like that's very human of us. So we have to wrestle with emotions in our mind and the, the feelings that we have, these moments of temptation in the moments of trial. And Jesus had to wrestle with those emotions too and decide intentionally how he would respond. And this is only one example of how Jesus has experienced what we have experienced. In Hebrews 4.15, as it's referring back to Jesus, it says, The high priest of ours, talking about Jesus, 
Jesus understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings that we do, yet he did not sin. And the scriptures confirm that Jesus has experienced what we experience. He's gone through what we have to go through as humans on this earth, and yet he did not sin. He has shown us a better way to live, a new way to live, if we reflect his life. And then later in his life, in John, we read about um, a story about a man named Lazarus and Jesus' close friend who passed away. In John chapter 11, verse 33, as Jesus is wrestling with the emotions of a loss of somebody close to him, it says that he actually wept over this death of a close friend. And it says a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. And so we see Jesus has wrestled with what a lot of us feel like is so outside of maybe God's experience. But Jesus knows what it's like to see loved ones sick, to see loved ones pass away that were close to you. He's experienced it himself and he gets it. And a lot of times we just think that God doesn't understand what we're going through because he hasn't had to do it himself. That we're on this earth on our own and we have to do it all and feel all these things on our own. But God has gone through it. Yeah. He knows what it's like. He's experienced right. it. So we can trust him when he shows us how to respond in those situations. And then... As you go towards the end of Jesus' life, he's facing the cross. He's facing his death. And he knows what God has called him to do, to give his life, to go through torture, to go through a gruesome death for you know, all the other humans on the earth. He knows what's facing him. And he has to wrestle in his mind with the emotions and the feelings of knowing that's coming and deciding to do that and actually go through with it. In John chapter 12, Jesus says, Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Mm -hmm. And in Matthew chapter 26, as Jesus is praying before he's being going to be arrested, it says, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. And so you see Jesus is wrestling with it. He's not just like, I know what's going to happen. Like, I'm all excited about it. Jesus is like, Man, I, if there's any other way, Lord, let that happen. But if this is the only way, then I'll go through with your plan, with your will. And something that's really uniquely human about our relationship with God is that he gives us a choice. You look in the beginning of the Bible with Adam and Eve, the very first humans he created, God gave them a choice. He, he said, here are all of the trees in the garden you can eat from. The tree of life, this is my will that you would eat from the tree of life. He says, but there's also the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he gave them the options and let them make the decision on their own. And that's this human relationship God has with us. He gave us the decision and didn't just um, force us to do what he wants. That God doesn't, he doesn't force us to do his will, but he gives us the choice. And in the same way, Jesus has the choice that he, he is saying, God, I, I will do your will. And he's not being forced to do it, but God put him on this earth and he has the option of going through with what God has planned for him. And humans, we screwed it up in the very beginning. We made the wrong decision and we're paying the consequences for that. But Jesus showed us a new way. In the similar um, decision making, Jesus made the right decision to follow the Lord in his ultimate plan. And because of this, he died. And his body died here on earth. Luke chapter 23, as Jesus um, is on the cross, it says, Then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last. 
And this is very human of Jesus that he had, that he died here on earth. As the rest of us um, will in some time of our life, like us humans, Jesus died. And this is significant because it shows us humanity of Jesus, but also because Jesus died in our place. Humans, we made the wrong decision and we had a price to pay. We as humans had a price to pay to God for what we did. And Jesus came as a human to pay the price for us, to stand in our place before God. And so this is significant to us because Jesus came as a human to do what we couldn't do for ourselves. Hebrews 4, the high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. God understands what you're going through. And so many times we think that God is just so far away and separated from us that we keep so much from him because these thoughts or even this worry, like it's just not worth sharing with him because it's not that big of a deal. It's not that significant, especially when all this other stuff is going on around the world, when other people have bigger things to worry about. But God wants to know. He cares about the feelings. He cares about your emotions because he's gone through it. He knows how big of a deal it feels and how big of a deal it is to you in your life right now. God wants to know about it. And so many times we keep those things from him and we're missing this intimate part of our relationship with God because we're keeping those things to ourselves and think that it's insignificant, but it's skewing our view of God because he cares about that. He wants to have the intimate relationship with us to know about our thoughts, know about our feelings and know what's going on in our mind and what we're wrestling with. He's gone through it himself. So he understands. So don't keep them from him. And even this weekend, you may be experiencing worry or people around you experiencing fear and maybe it's just unsure about what to do. Let God know about that. Talk to him about it. As you're praying, share what's in your mind. And it may not be very like, clean cut and very feel very professional or whatever, but as you're praying, just be real with him. Be honest. It's messy, but let God know about what's going on in your mind and what you're struggling or wrestling with in your mind. Share those feelings with him because he cares. He wants to know every detail about you. God understands what you're going through and he wants to know. And so I want to just take a moment and pray together. And so even at home, if you would just bow your heads and close your eyes, we're going to do that here, but we're going to pray together and just thank the Lord that he knows us. Thank him that he cares for us, that these little things in our life are are not too small for God, that he cares about those things. He's gone through what we've gone through, and he knows, and he wants to be a part of it. So let's pray together. Jesus, thank you. I thank you that you were very much human. You were fully human like us, that you have experienced what we've experienced. Lord, that you wouldn't separate yourself so much from us that you know, we'd be alone or not be able to connect with you in an intimate way. But God, thank you for making that way for us to connect with you in an intimate level. God, to share our thoughts, to share our feelings, and that you even care about those things. Lord, you are so, you are so good to us. Lord, to even send your son to take our place and to pay the price we couldn't pay. Lord, I just thank you that we can come to you with the small things. And Lord, I pray right now for anyone who's maybe afraid or maybe unsure about whether you think or care about them, Lord, that you would remind them in their heart right now that they are a big deal, that the feelings that they're feeling, the emotions that they're wrestling with are a big deal. 
and that you care about it. Lord, help us as a church to support one another and to, Lord, get those things out, to speak about it openly with each other, to be able to walk through that together. Lord, I believe that as we recognize your humanity, and we're able to connect with you in a deeper way. God, you're so good to us, and I pray that we continue to just grow closer to you as we recognize more of your character, more of who you are. Jesus, be with us uh, through the coming weeks that we would show your love, show your peace, and be able to show this intimate relationship with you to others, that they would be able to capture that and live that way as well. Lord, you are good. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. This week, take a moment each day and express your feelings to God. That stress, that worry, or joy, or excitement, He wants to know and He cares for those things in your life. Here at NCC, we are all about making people and places new, and we want to know how we can help you grow in your faith. So connect with us online at newcommunity.co. We would love to hear from you.